Welcome to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. Enjoy the message. Well, I hope you had a great Christmas, the best possible Christmas. And here we are, just a couple of days away from 2021. 2021. Hey, during the past nine, almost 10 months, we've had words that, well, words like pivot, herd immunity, lockdown, Zoom, pandemic, unprecedented. And this word, probably the one I like the most, the most descriptive word of the season, disruption. It's a clear definition of what has been going on these past months. But another word that it's not used should be used, repurpose. It's to take something meant for one thing and use it for another. To take, for instance, this old wooden ladder and make it into some bookshelves along your wall. Or taking an old desk and turning it into a a planter. Or an old pedestal sink and making it a planter as well. I'm always fascinated when something is designed for one purpose but ends up having a completely different and, in some cases, a superior application. Uh, Take, for example, duct tape. (laughs) No doubt you've seen it, you've used it. It was originally uh, spelled D-U-C-K tape. Duct tape was first used by the military to keep moisture out of ammunition cases and later on, even sleeping bags. And because it was waterproof, soldiers began to call it duct tape, D-U-C-K. They quickly discovered that this tape was incredibly versatile and could be used to repair all kinds of things, guns, vehicles, and countless other things. Possibly you've repaired things with it as well. Eventually, it was mass-produced, and the color was changed from army green to match the ductwork in our heating and air conditioner systems in our homes. Where the ducts come together, they use duct tape. And we use it for all sorts of things around here. Well, no doubt at some point you've played with the Frisbee. (laughs) How about this thing? It, It was created over 100 and 50 years ago, by the guy named Frisbee, William Russell Frisbee. He was a baker in Connecticut. And his pies were really popular, and he sold them in a lightweight pie tin. And he had his name stamped on the bottom, Frisbee. Well, in the 1940s, some some pie-loving Yale students created a game that involved sailing those pie tins through the air and catching them. And the Whammo company took notice. And now years later, the bakery is out of business. But more than 200 million Frisbees have been sold. Hey, how about the paper towel? I hope you've not been stocking up on these and hoarding paper towels. But when the paper towel was first invented, it was invented for the purpose of, yeah, you guessed it, Toilet paper. You see, in the manufacturing, it was rolled too thick and it wouldn't work for that purpose. Uh, Listen, I'm not going to ask you to comment online or to raise your hand and 
And let us know how many times you've used paper towels for toilet paper purpose. Anyway, but maybe as a last resort you have. But actually, this was a better, superior way to wipe up water, uh, uh, spills, and the like. Paper towels. I love the fact when something was designed for one thing and then it's repurposed for something else. Because repurposing is not just something that happens with products. It happens with our lives. You see, God brings purpose to our lives even in the most unexpected disruptions. A plan A, we'll call it. I don't have to tell you that life doesn't always turn out like we planned. Our plan A can quickly turn into plan B. And you'd have to agree that 2020 has been nothing like you planned. Definitely not plan A. The isolation, the the stress, the children at home on Zoom getting an education. Maybe your health, your finances. Church online, church outdoors. (laughs) But then there's positive sides to all of this. A a new group of people that are serving, even at our church. And people that are reaching out to their neighbors like never before. We just experienced a disrupted Christmas. And New Year's Eve and New Year's Day coming up. No rose parade. Disrupted. And while 2020 feels like a a plan B year, my guess is that many of you would say your lives have not turned out like you planned. Not even remotely as you planned. If you have a plan for your education, it probably wasn't like this. Your, Your kids' education or the class of 2020 high school graduation or college graduation. And I want to be blunt, I had some plans that didn't turn out my way either. Some of the plans that I had slipped away, and maybe even this past year, as you look back, a job that's been lost, a relationship that came to an end, someone who got upset and allowed the worst of them to come out, and they said, I'm out, I'm done. A business that failed, or you own a business now and you're trying to hold on to it by a shoestring. Good friends moved away. Investment hopes were dashed, disrupted, health problems emerged, or worse, a tragedy struck your family, as it did some people that are near and dear to our church. Often things just don't go the way we dreamed they would. That can be hard, even painful. And even though Christmas was just two days ago, the story of Christmas still rings true and sets us up for the new year ahead. The Christmas story that we're reminded that what can look like a disaster might be where we find unexpected purpose. There's hope beyond our plan A. Advent is the season of hope and expectation. That's literally what the word means. And as that first Christmas approached, the people of Israel have been waiting and hoping, plan A, for the promised Messiah for hundreds of years. And along the way, many lost their hope and their wonder in God. Would God come through for them? Does God even care about us? And many of us find ourselves 
in that same situation as we move into 2021. We're losing hope, not because the year didn't turn out like we hoped, or our lives haven't turned out the way we expected. We thought by this point in our life, so much would be different. We had a plan A, and we hoped by now we'd be at a different place in our lives. And maybe we're on plan B, or maybe some of you are on plan C, or even on plan T. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she knew something about life, and it wasn't turning out as she planned. If if she were here, seated next to me, she could tell you about repurposed living. She could tell you about disruption. Nothing went as she planned. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 28 and 29, the angel went to her and said, Greetings! You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at these words and and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. I always thought Mary should say, Yeah, right. (laughs) But Mary, you found favor with God. Greatly troubled. Disruption. Mary's plan A was that she was a young lady with honor, dignity, and a nice home life. She had a man named Joseph, a good guy. And they were about to be engaged. The promise had already been made. And she's thinking of a stable home. And rather, she ends up in a different kind of stable. And I think we can all agree that it ended up with a different kind of life for her. That's for sure. In the ancient culture, virginity was highly revered and honored, and Mary had maintained the esteem of her friends and her family. But Mary still ended up in plan B, to be the mother of the child born out of wedlock, with her only story being um, um, kind of like an alibi, being that the child was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Could you imagine that being her story? Who would believe her? Who would have bought it? It was scandalous. And you know people were talking behind her back. That was not her plan A. And if they apply the letter of the law, in that day she could have been stoned to death. This plan B was more than scandalous. It was dangerous. Mary's plan A included a man she loved, someone she could count on, the person with whom she would share the rest of her life. Kind of sounds like a Hallmark movie. Joseph was her plan A. But when the angel comes to her and declares, Luke chapter 1, verse 31, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. What honor, what grace, what power to be selected over all women. But what a mess. If you have plan A and now enter plan B, this irreversible plan B, and when Mary hears these words from the angel, she had no idea. Would Joseph stay by my side? In fact, she knew that Joseph had every reason to leave her. For Joseph to break off their engagement, For her to be a single mom, to live life alone without any sure way of making a living because women were not allowed to work except 
to do ungodly things. And then plan B. Mary was hearing from God, and she wasn't ready for God to rewrite her story or repurpose her purpose. She wasn't following a script. She didn't know how the story would end. Facing plan B led to all sorts of questions. Now, Mary could have fought against this. Uh, She could have, have turned her back on God. But in spite of everything she faced in this moment, Luke 1.38 records her response. And Mary responded and said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. This is remarkable and a courageous response. How did this young, innocent girl find the strength and the courage to move forward beyond plan A? I think the clue could be found in the very beginning of the story. If we back up a few verses, we read these familiar lines in Luke 1.28. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. And here's the key. The Lord is with you. Now, Mary didn't say yes to just anyone or anything. Mary said yes to God who highly favored her. She put her hope in the Lord who was with her. And instead of focusing on all that was lost with plan A, Mary said, and I love this, yes, yes, God, yes to plan B. Now, we say it a lot around here, don't focus on what is lost, but focus on on what's in front of you. Focus on what is left. And when she saw what was in front of her, when she saw that plan A was now gone and plan B was coming, she was filled with extraordinary purpose. I love this phrase, and I use it all the time, that amazing things happen on the other side of yes. Was it easy? No way. But her life became more meaningful than ever. Plan B gave birth to the unexpected purpose, a repurpose, if you would, a greater purpose. Now let's think about our own lives. What do you do when things are disrupted? When plans get changed? When you have a choice to make? Move forward with what God wants or stay stuck where you are? Some of the the messes of plan A are due to poor decisions that we've made. Things that have left us in the mess. And so we can, can let what's happened to us Define us. Number one, define me. Will I let what's happened to me define me? See, for others, someone else threw uh, our, our plan A out the window. We didn't choose to grow up in the homes that we did, the parents that we had, the divorce, the addiction, the abuse, the vulgarity, or we worked hard at our marriage. We did our best to earn the spot on the team or to graduate. We gave our best at our job. And then this year, crash, burn, a global disruption that no one of us asked for. And our plans didn't go as designed. And it's so easy to let plan B 
do the second thing, and that's defeat me. The situation can define me or it can defeat me. It's also easy to feel like most people around us are living out their plan A. We start comparing ourselves and our plans to others. And we believe that, well, they've got it easy. They've got it made. They're living out their plan A. Or like we hear so often, I'm living the dream. And that's not true. When plan A goes out the window, it can define us or it can defeat us. But there's another possibility. And let me submit it to you as we enter in 2021. It can define me, it can defeat me, or it, number three, can develop me. Who would have ever guessed that we would go this many months without our church meeting together in person in large quantity? Oh, sure, we're online, and oh, sure, we have an outdoor a service that meets at 1045, and I am so grateful. But back in the PC days, pre-COVID, with over 700 people gathering and 1,500 people plus on Easter, and with Christmas Eve services that are large and online, I mean, come on, and kids running around the campus, I miss it for sure. But I'm watching God develop me, and I'm watching God develop many of you, and we're hearing reports how we're growing deeper in our faith with the Lord. We're reaching people in places we would have never dreamed possible through LFC Online. We've been able to bless families in need during this Thanksgiving and Christmas season, families and individuals that are hurting, and some who frankly need to be loved in a tangible way way. The season has not stopped the church. And I can tell you personally that God has used this season and plan B to, to draw me into a deeper and more personal relationship with him. And to be honest, I'm in love with Jesus now more than I was a year ago. See, while I face some challenges, I'm relying on God more than ever. And he's developing me. How about you? Maybe in our our chat or in the comment section, you want to say, yeah, that's me too. God's developing me. Or maybe you have a story to tell. We would love to hear it here so we can rejoice with what God is doing in you, developing you in a deeper knowledge and a faith of Him. The, The church will emerge, listen, with greater sense of God and His presence than ever before. We're not going to start again. We're going to start over with new and fresh ways to reach out to each other and our community. And here's the key truth. It's from the lesson of Mary. The Lord is with me. Would you say that right where you are? The the Lord is with me. It's something very important. And I want you to take hold of it today as we live into our plan B or C or D or T. Understand that those same words that the angel spoke to Mary apply to you and apply to me. Luke 1, 28. You are highly favored. If you know Christ as your Savior, you're considered the righteousness of God. If you know Christ as your Savior, then you're highly favored. And the Lord is with you. We've said it in the past few weeks, even as we we, we looked at the life of Job, That God is with us. Sometimes people feel when plan A falls apart, 
when disruption comes, that God has somehow abandoned us, that he may have turned his back on us, or, or that he, he might even be against us. Times we wonder what God is thinking. Why did he allow any of this? And in these moments, some of us have felt very much alone. But that couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, Jesus promised us himself. Matthew 28, verse 20. I am with you always. He's promising himself to us. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. And let me tell you that, that far beyond your plan A, Jesus is still there. I don't know the specifics of your plan B, the challenges that you've experienced, the disappointment and the failures. But God knows. We care. We're praying for you. But I believe that God still wants to birth something beautiful in your life. And holding on to that truth that we are highly favored can give us the courage to, to walk forward with hope like Mary did. Knowing that God is with us can empower us to trust him with our future. And just like Mary, we'll find that, well, in plan B, C, D, T, Q, or Z, that God can give birth to something extraordinary in and through your life. What if we say it? What if we say, I am the Lord's servant, just like Mary did? And God used her to change the world. That's the moment she chose not to let plan B define her or defeat her. But instead, it developed her into who God wanted her to be, the mother of the Savior of the world. And people like myself are still talking about her today, thousands of years later. So, so here's my question for all of us today. What if in plan B, God wants to give birth to something extraordinary through you? What if God has something better, a preferable future right in front of you? Recently, I, I heard someone talking about their life and all the changes going on with the pandemic, the restrictions and more. I was really leaning in. I was really listening, hoping that I would hear how they had been changed and developed. But I kept hearing how they were feeling defeated and having a hard time embracing the change. They, they wanted things to be what they were like 10, 11, 12, 13 months ago. And I get it. And I'm not being critical of them. I encouraged them a bit, and then I walked away saying to myself, God, help me. I don't want to be stuck in that place where the ending of plan A defines me and then defeats me. But I want to trust in plan B, whatever that is for me, Lord. It's so easy, dear ones, it's so easy to stay stuck in a rut of what we've lost or what was, and we want to go back. But like Mary, we can choose to trust and we can say yes to God. Author Pete Wilson writes these words. Your dreams may not be happening, and things aren't turning out the way you expected, but that doesn't mean your life is spinning out of control. It just means you're not in control. 
And in those moments, you can learn to trust the only one who's ever had control in the first place. Man, I love that. The other day I was singing to myself an old classic hymn. I remember my mom, my dear mom, she used to sing it all the time. It was a song from the 1800s by a woman named Frances Crosby. You remember the song, Blessed Assurance? Hey, hey, hey if you do, just, just comment in the chat or in the comment section. Yes, I remember. Blessed Assurance. Oh, Blessed Assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Something interesting about Frances Crosby, her father died when she was only one, leading her to be raised by her single mom. And during the first six weeks of her life, she developed an an inflammation around her eye. Well, her mom took her to the old school doctor who gave her an old school remedy that, that prescribed, caused horrific consequences. And she was left completely blind in both eyes. Talk about a change of plan. Well, at age 15, she enrolled in New York School for the Blind, and by age 22, she played nearly every major instrument and had a contract to write songs for a publishing company. And over the course of her life, get ready for this, she penned more than eight thousand hymns. And at one point, publishers requested she begin using pseudonames to avoid the appearance that they only (laughs) published her songs. She married without ever being able to see her husband. She died without ever seeing her mother or knowing her father. When she was asked about her blindness, she replied, if perfect earthly sight were offered me tomorrow, I would not accept it. I might not have sung hymns to the praises of our God if I had been distracted by the beautiful and interesting things about me. (laughs) Francis Crosby said, yes to God and plan B. And because Mary said yes to plan B, God birthed in her the one who, who would take care of our sins, the one who would die for us, the one who would offer us salvation through him. And if we want God to birth something extraordinary in our lives, we've got to respond like Mary responded. We need to say yes to him. Even when what we're saying yes to might seem like, well, less than promising plan. You see, Mary, a young girl, was faced with the same dilemma. Her plan A was crumbling around her. But when she said, yes, I am a Lord's servant to the one who promised to be with her always, God birthed in her the baby that would come to be the Savior 
of the world. And in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we find our hope for our plan B. My plans have changed, but God's love hasn't. I feel like, like one of the most blessed men on the planet, an amazing wife and kids, an amazing daughter-in-law, an amazing granddaughter and grandson, a wonderful church filled with people, and with all that might be wrong in the town of Lompoc or the county of Santa Barbara. There's so much that is right. There's so many generous, caring people. And so I say, I'm a blessed man. Am I going to let the demolishing of plan A define me or defeat me? No way. I'm going to let plan B be the one that I embrace and the one that will start to shape me and mold me. One day as a teenager, I said yes, and I chose to put my trust in the one who was birthed through the body of Mary, who said yes to Jesus. And that gives me a blessed assurance that Jesus is mine. And you can have that same assurance too. And your plan B, will you say yes to Jesus? If you've never given him your life, if you've never said, use me, Lord, be it done unto me, just as you say that I encourage you to say it now. If you've never allowed Christ to be your Savior, do it now as we enter into 2021. That's God's plan A for you. And it's an A plan that you would give your life to Jesus. And then whatever the B plan or C plan or the repurposed plan for your life is, you will find your purpose as you follow hard after the Lord. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for Mary. Thank you for the inspiration we receive from her life. Thank you, dear God, that she said yes to you. And amazing things happened for her on the other side of her yes. May we be like her, Lord. And may you do your work in and through our lives. I, I pray for those who may not know you as Lord and Savior. Right now, just tell him, I'm here, God. Forgive me of my sins. I want to follow after your son, Jesus. I want to live for you. And then some of you, I know that you're discouraged. I know plan A has been thrown out, kind of like my Frisbee. But I encourage you to embrace all that God has for you. And to make sure that you remember that God is with you and that He's going to develop you into something greater, something grander, and something far more preferable than you could have ever done on your own. Hey, may God bless you and give you a blessed new year, 2021. We're here for you. We can pray for you in any way or encourage you. And I'd love to hear your stories, how God's developing you. So email us at office at lompocfoursquare.com. And I will see you soon. This week, Tuesday night, we'll be together on uh, the book of Psalms at 6 p.m. Live 
stream and also on Facebook Live. Have a wonderful day and God bless you. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at mylfc.com for more information about our church. Thank you so much for listening.